Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include, but are not limited to, professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Viewer discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ, therefore, forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin, and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. Welcome to Bible Bashed, where we aim to equip the saints for the works of ministry by answering the questions you're not allowed to ask. Listen and enjoy this latest episode as Pastor Tim answers your sincere questions. Here's Pastor Tim. On this episode of Bible Bash, we will be answering the question, how can the sacrifice of Christ be okay when the law prohibits human sacrifice? Now, this is the kind of objection that's brought uh, frequently by individuals who are hostile to the Christian faith. I remember Christopher Hitchens when he was alive. He basically conceived of the cross as an instance of uh, divine uh, child abuse and uh, basically said that the doctrine of penal substitutionary atonement was the most immoral doctrine in all of the scriptures. And as is often the case in many of these supposed contradictions, uh, one of the things that happens is with these contradictions, these, uh, you know, contradictions. Uh, what you find is that uh, the individuals who are making uh, these claims essentially are equivocating. Uh, they're comparing two different types of things and collapsing them all under the same kind of rubric and basically uh, unable to make some basic moral distinctions that are necessary to think through any kind of moral issues. And so as you think about a question along these lines, you think about de- dealing with these supposed contradictions in general. Often what you're going to find is if you if you just make some simple, basic qualifications, uh, the supposed contradiction will basically fall apart. And that's the same case that's happening in this supposed contradiction. As you read through the Bible, one of the things you're going to find is that Leviticus 18.21 says this, You shall not give any of your children to offer them to Moloch, and so profane the name of your God, I am the Lord. Uh, Leviticus 20 verse 2 says, Say to the people of Israel, any of the people of Israel or the strangers who sojourn in Israel who gives any of his children to Molech shall surely be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. Uh, Now, one of the things you're going to find there is that you don't find in these kinds of passages a universal condemnation against human sacrifice in general. Uh, You find a condemnation against human sacrifice as it relates to Forcing an individual against their will, forcing a child uh, to uh, sacrifice their own life uh, in the service of false religion. Uh, So what's prohibited here is offering your sons and daughters to a false god who doesn't exist. Now the reason why the Bible would prohibit this is because 
this God doesn't exist, for one. Uh, but then for two, uh, our God's a jealous God who demands uh, universal loyalty to him above all else. And any act of worship or service to any supposed God who doesn't actually exist is going to be fundamentally a rejection of his uh, lordship. And so uh, it wouldn't matter what the service was that Molech demanded. Any service that's performed uh, to Molech itself would be fundamentally unlawful or fundamentally illicit. Uh, but then there's a unique element of this that is uh, particularly egregious in that uh, children are not typically uh, capable of making uh, complicated moral choices along these lines. And so uh, the idea of the cross itself is going to be in distinction between this idea of child sacrifice. Uh, contrary to what Christopher Hitchens uh, was saying, Jesus was actually, you know, 33 years old and no longer a child. <laughs> as far as that's concerned when he died on the cross. Uh, but then the idea of the cross was the idea of voluntary self-giving of one's own life for the sake of other people. Uh, but then in the idea of child sacrifice, one of the things that you're going to find is that a child is forced to die for others against his will. Uh, whereas in uh, the kind of sacrifice that happened on the cross, it was fundamentally Jesus voluntarily laying down his life for the sake of of others, and so as you think about uh, trying to work through a you know a supposed contradiction along these lines, one of the things you're going to find is there isn't this universal condemnation against human sacrifice. Period. What you find is there is this condemnation against uh, sacrifice of children to false gods. Uh, so uh, that's part of uh, the distinction that an individual who is morally honest is going to have to make in thinking through some of these issues. But then there's also more going on with these passages than what might first come to mind. Now, no one, uh, basically, there, there's there, there's very few people uh, who are going, or functionally probably no one, who is going to in uh, total reject the idea of human sacrifice across the board. Uh, you know, in order to have any kind of concept of bravery or courage, you're going to have to have some kind of category for voluntarily self-giving of one's life in the service of others. Uh, when soldiers go to battle, if there was a soldier who dropped himself on a grenade in order to save his uh, you know, squad, essentially everyone would praise that soldier as being a, a brave soldier. And that would that praise would be given despite the fact that his uh, bravery came at the expense of human sacrifice. So the idea of human sacrifice in general can be a good thing depending on upon the circumstance. Uh, if you were an individual who essentially uh, saw um, a criminal uh, trying to kidnap a woman or beating up someone or attempting to rape someone or something along those lines and you stepped in to stop it and, and essentially allowed the lady to get away and it ended up costing your own life, uh, everyone would consider that an act of bravery and everyone would consider that an act of human sacrifice. If you uh, saw a child in a burning building and you went inside that burning building in order to save that child and you brought the child out and it ended up costing you your life, again, that would be an example of human sacrifice and again, that would be considered morally upright or an act of bravery or an act of courage or something that we should be praised. Uh, so when you think about the idea of human sacrifice in general, Jesus does uh, provide an example of human sacrifice, but it was an example that was vol voluntarily given. Uh, Jesus says, no one takes my life from me, but I voluntarily lay it down. Uh, human beings fundamentally had a sin problem, and that sin problem had to be fixed, and Jesus was a the perfect man who came of his own volition in order to uh, fix that fundamental sin problem. So Jesus, who was God, became man and fundamentally fixed that problem and did so not being forced by anyone outside of himself to 
uh, do something that he otherwise didn't want to do. He voluntarily laid down his life in service of uh, those whom he loved. And the Bible will tell us, tell us that greater love hath no man than to lay down his life for his friends. So if we're trying to answer the question, how can human sacrifice be okay when the law prohibits human sacrifice? The answer to this supposed contradiction is fairly simple. Uh, the law does prohibit uh, an individual for forcing another human being against their will to lay down their life for you in service of a false god, uh, but there is no categorical rejection of human sacrifice in general. Contrary to those who wish to find a contradiction here, there simply isn't one that exists. This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.